I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is the 10 News, where we get the lowdown on what's up in the world. It's Thursday, July 8th. Have you found yourself saying the words, I'm bored, much more than usual lately? Never fear, the 10 News is here. Today, get ready for the first episode in our Summer Survival Guide series. All summer long, we're giving you the best tips and tricks on how to get through your summer days. We'll come at you with things like summer photo tips, how to cook the perfect s'mores, and even how to keep mosquitoes off your back. So let's spice up your summer with summer survival tip number one, curling up with a good book. Let's dive right in. Summer is prime beach reading season. Beach reads are books that you can read in the summer sun without worrying if you get a little sand in them. The thing is, you don't have to be at the beach to enjoy a good book this summer. A great story can transport us from the city to the seaside, from planet Earth to an alien world, or even from the present to the past. I got a chance to talk with author Clarabelle Ortega about how she became a writer and about writing Ghost Squad, her spooky, action-packed novel. Thank you so much for joining us. This is amazing. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, my name is Clarabel Aratega, and I write books for kids. Uh, my first book, Ghost Squad, came out last year, and it's a spooky Halloween adventure about a girl named Luceli Luna who accidentally unleashes un- of some evil spirits on her city of St. Augustine and has to send them back into the underworld with her best friend, Sid, a fat cat named Chunk, and a witch named Babette before the full moon on Halloween. Spooky. I love it. (laughs) So I'm guessing a lot of our listeners know you from Ghost Squad. Where did the idea come from? And is there a relationship between you and the material and the story? The idea for Ghost Squad came from a couple different places. I'm a huge fan of sort of adventures centering kids. I loved the Goonies growing up and Hocus Pocus. Uh, So I always wanted to write something that felt that way to me. Um, And then Ghost Squad is very much based on my Dominican culture and mythology that says, or folklore rather, that says that fireflies are the uh, souls of our lost loved ones watching over us. I thought that was always such a beautiful thing. It's such a really uh, comforting idea. Um, And I wanted to incorporate it into a kid's story, both to help people who are navigating grief and loss, and also to sort of preserve this word of mouth uh, thing that I'd been taught when I was a a child, and I wanted to share it with other people. Oh, wow. So that, oh my goodness, that gives me like 18 (laughs) questions. So I'll try to go (laughs) one at a time. (laughs) So it's so awesome that Ghost Squad integrates Spanish throughout the story. My my background is Puerto Rican, so that is so... It's so lovely to see um, cultures represented. How do you feel that you represent your family specifically and maybe your upbringing in your work? And why is that important to do so? So there is a certain amount of pressure that comes with it, but mostly I'm just honored to be able to help children who who didn't get to see themselves ever um, in books be able to do that. And also even adults um, like myself who, you know, I didn't really grow up with books that, 
spoke about you know Caribbean households um, in the way that Ghost Squad does in a way that's not like an issue book, right? It's just an adventure, and the kids happen to be Dominican, and the kids happen to be Black, um, and I think that's really beautiful, and it shows that everyone is capable of being a hero in a story. Who were some authors who inspired you when you were our listeners' age? So my number one, uh, a huge fangirl of R.L. Stein, loved Goosebumps. I could not stop reading his books. So definitely R.L. Stein. Um, I also was a big fan of the Babysitter's Club. I loved The House on Mango Street by um, Sandra Cisneros. I read that book about seven billion times when I was a kid. Um And then, you know, I read a lot of older books that I don't really remember the names of the authors now, but we would go to the library and they would sell really old, old books uh, when I was a kid um, for like 50 cents. So I used to just buy uh, those and and I don't remember the names of it, but I I just read anything I could get my hands on. But definitely R.L. Stein was was my favorite. I loved him and I still do to this day. I think he's fantastic. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for for being with us. Thank you for having me. It was super fun. I I feel little authors popping up everywhere as we speak. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Thank you for stopping by, Clarabelle. I can't wait to read some spooky ghost stories this summer. If you're someone who won't survive summer without a good book... How do you choose from so many? It's tough to know where to turn next. That's where we come in. The crew at the 10 has picked out three awesome books for all you summer readers to enjoy. No beach required. If you love Minecraft, trade pixels for paper and check out the official Minecraft novels. Get ready to binge on blocks because there are now a whopping nine titles. Start with Minecraft the Island and end with the latest release, Minecraft the Dragon. If you love magic, open up Amari and the Night Brothers by B.B. Alston, where magicians, fairies, even aliens, it turns out, are all real. Secret organizations, evil magicians, and an awesome heroine. For fans of magic and fantasy, this book has it all. And finally, if you love poetry, Starfish by Lisa Phipps may be the book for you. Bullied because of her weight, this is a novel in verse about a girl who, with the help of some important people, is working on finding her fabulous self, starting in her swimming pool. Looking for more summer survival book ideas? Head to our website at www.the10news.com for more reading recommendations from us. And don't forget to tune back in all summer because we will be bringing you the hottest tip for your summer. Now, let's look at what else is up in the world. Last week, a gas leak from an underwater pipeline in the Gulf of Mexico caused the ocean to ignite in a blazing, boiling fire. A video showing the fiery whirlpool of water went viral over the weekend with people comparing it to an eye of fire. 
Fortunately, it's now under control and an investigation into what happened is underway. Oh, geez. Tropical storm Elsa made landfall in Florida and hit some of the southeastern U.S. states like Georgia and the Carolinas. Elsa's the fifth named storm of the Atlantic hurricane season. Okay, that's bad. On Sunday, Joey Chestnut beat his own hot dog eating record during the annual 4th of July competitive eating contest. He chowed down on 76 hot dogs in just 10 minutes. That's one hot dog more than his old record. He's now won the men's eating contest 14 times. Unbelievable! After being canceled last year because of the pandemic, the spelling bee is back. The 11 finalists will compete today at Walt Disney World in Florida. The competition this year should be interesting. Two years ago, the B ended in an eight-way tie. So this year, organizers have added tougher words, vocabulary questions, and a lightning round to ensure one winner emerges victorious. Victorious. V-I-C-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. Winner. Okay, it's time for... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Speaking of summer, last week we officially entered the dog days of summer. What does that mean? Is it A, it refers to the star Sirius's position in the sky, B, it's time for your dog to get a haircut, or C, it's too hot out even for the dogs? Did you guess it? The answer is... A. While some people joke that summer's dog days are the time where our pets go a little cuckoo, the dog days are an actual astronomical phenomenon. In ancient Greece and Rome, the dog days marked the time of year when our sun was in the same part of the sky as the star Sirius, also called the dog star. They noticed that in July, Sirius started rising in the sky before the sun. Sirius is a very bright star, so back then they thought that it was adding to the sun's heat, making summer days even hotter. That's not true, but the term has lived on. So throughout the summer, be on the lookout for the dog star rising. <laughs> Time's up, but before you go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. You can go deeper into today's stories by visiting the10news.com. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcast and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is practicing their spelling and includes Kate Hale, Tracy Crooks, and Pete Musto. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to the 10 News. And all this time, I thought the dog days meant the days where we eat a lot of hot dogs. Learn something new every day. 